Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guide books. Hello, and welcome to Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. If you're joining us for the first time, Trail Mix is the short format episodes of our show. While our long format episodes explore one hiking trail in one national park, one park at a time, Trail Mix allows us to dive deeper into things we didn't get to cover in our long format episodes, including interviews, history, science, and environmental justice. That's right. And this Trail Mix is all about cave formations. Okay, so what do you know about cave formations? Just good old stalagmites and stalactites. Is that what you know? Mm-hmm. The stalactites are from the ceiling, and the stalagmites come from the ground. Okay, how do you remember that those do so that? So the T of the stalactite hangs down from the ceiling. Okay. And the M grows up. And the and M stalagmite. grows up. I have not heard that one yet. Okay, oh. so the way I remember it is, this is also how I remember how they're spelled. Uh-huh. Um Stalactite mm-hmm. has a C like ceiling. Uh-huh. Stalagmite has a G like ground. Oh, okay. There we go. However, I heard another one the other day that was like stalactites are like tight to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then stalagmites might grow from the ground. Or like mites, you would find mites on the ground, like right. little insects. Couldn't a mite. mite get on the ceiling? Sure, though? whatever, but mostly it's the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Can it just be the ground in this? I mean, it could be the ground. In this but, exemplar? But then I would say, like, but what about the mites on the ceiling? <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, there are, I mean, I'm sure there have been mites on the ceiling before. <laughs> I'm sure there have. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some of your other favorite mnemonic devices? Um... Well, there's always the I before E rule, which is not really true. Oh my, can we, okay, we got to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I have had it with the I before E rule okay. because Are we it's, transitioning into podcasts now? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Shout out to the I've had it ladies because we love y'all. Mm-hmm. No, but really though, mm-hmm. but really I before E except after C works only some of the time. It feels yeah. like an elite thing just for certain words. For and, grammar nerds. But not even like, I mean, but it doesn't work all the time. Yeah. It doesn't, no, it doesn't work all the mm-hmm. time. No. So lies. Lies indeed. Lies and deceits. Lies um, and deceits. I'm trying to think of some other mnemonic devices that um I mean there's always the thirty day th- hath. 
September. <laughs> 30 days, half September, mm-hmm. April, June, and November. Mm-hmm. All the rest of 31, except, except for February. It's the, the odd one. month alone. Oh, what? Oh, we know different ends to this. So r- finish yours. Except for February. It's the odd one. Okay, so um, uh, this Rhyming. is the end that I know. Okay. Okay, great. Maybe this is what we did in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, 30 days have September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31, except the second month alone to which we 28 assign, and leap year makes it 29. Wow. That's wordy. It is. <laughs> and it sounds a little bit like British Regency. It does. Mm-hmm. I'm like, get on stage and perform the that. The second <laughs> month alone, to which we 28 assign until leap year it gives sounds it like 29. A, it sounds like a prophecy. It does. <laughs> it sounds like the prophecy that you have to like enter into when right. you um, get a piece of, um, when you get a cast iron skillet. Oh, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> like you have to like answer the riddles three <laughs> yeah. in order to be able to clean that thing yeah yeah Mm. what about you any mnemonic devices that thrill you i really love when a word itself is its own mnemonic device okay i mean this goes for words like scuba Uh and radar Mm -hmm. and laser Mm -hmm. i mean i really love it when like they're already built in sure i think that's really fun Mm -hmm. Uh, ask me what radar means i don't totally Mm -hmm. know but i know it stands for like radio something a little Mm-hmm. Same for scuba, mm-hmm. which I do know is um, something un- something underwater breathing apparatus. Mm-hmm. Do you know self-contained underwater breathing apparatus? Mm-hmm. Look, I got there. Thanks <laughs> to the mnemonic device. Thanks mnemonic device. Thanks mnemonic device. <laughs> You've taught me so much. To begin, we have to talk about limestone. As we know, limestone is green and used in margaritas. Well, I think when I when I read this, I was thinking of Return to Oz when the Gnome King serves limestone cakes and sulfur. Oh, um, liquid sulfur. Mm-hmm. But Dusty's obviously joking here. Correct, mm-hmm. true. But I think you can see why we would get confused, though, because mm-hmm. um, it's not green. It's no. mostly white, brown, mm-hmm. sometimes Yellow-y. yellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but limestone is a sedimentary rock. That's right. And it's composed of two major chemical compounds, the first being calcite or calcium carbonate and dolomite, which is a calcium magnesium carbonate. Science. I'm, yes. I'm envisioning a cocktail called a limestone that is garnished with a lime, but has different drinks mixed together. There's got to be a bar that's like, like kind of like for chemical for the nerds, science nerds, for the science nerds. Come on. We gotta, where is maybe it? we need to make it. Or the rock nerds. The rock nerds. Or just yeah. like the, I mean, yes, the, you know, the outdoor nerds who love science. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much creativity there. Mm-hmm. But yes. Emily Hoff and Megan Keller, we're calling your name. <laughs> calling your name. Maybe the four of us need to combine our forces mm-hmm. and make this happen. Mm-hmm. But I do think that drink could happen. Okay. And it could be like a drink that has like maybe one kind of alcohol and it represents the calcite. And mm-hmm. there's a mixer that represents the dolomite or sure. something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could be a signature cocktail for a drag queen named Emma Limestone. (laughs) But let's do talk about how limestone, the sedimentary rock, is made. It begins with the oceans (laughs) and the organisms in the sea that can take calcite from seawater and use it to help create protective exoskeletons around their shells. Over the course of millions of years, these organisms die off, leave the shells behind, and find their way to the seafloor. I'm. I went through a lot of accents there. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't say that. I no. think you actually like stayed at okay. least 
raised great, in great. the British Isles. Great. You did bounce class a I little did. bit, but that's okay. I could st- I could determine whatever which happened area to class. Of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So during this time, the water may recede and sediment may accumulate over these fragments, causing them to get compacted. This compaction helps to transform this sediment into rock, during which the calcite helps to cement this sediment together. This is how we get limestone rock. A quick note on limestone, it's easily shaped and responds to acidity. Let's talk about limestone as it relates to Wind Cave. About 320 million years ago, the area of land also now called Wind Cave, was covered by oceans. This is from NPS. Quote, Fragments of seashells made from calcium carbonate built up over time on the seafloor and eventually became limestone. Bodies of gypsum made of calcium sulfate also formed during this time when arid conditions caused seawater to evaporate and the minerals to crystallize. The gypsum formed irregular-shaped masses within the limestone. The resulting rock is known as the Madison Limestone Formation, or locally as the Pahasapa Limestone or Black Hills Limestone. End quote. When the ocean eventually receded, it brought fresh water into the region. Fresh water is naturally acidic, so it combined with the gypsum, creating calcite, which then resulted in sulfuric acid. So as I'm sure you can imagine, everything became cold and hard and solid. More jokes. Sulfuric acid doesn't do that, Dusty. I'm pretty sure I remember science accurately. Well, I'm pretty sure I remember Stanley Tucci in the core accurately. And it doesn't do that. It burns things away, which is what it did here, creating the first cave formations in the area about 320 million years ago. And everyone, that bit was like a hat wearing a hat because that was a core joke (laughs) on top of a clueless joke. Okay, so soon more water came back to the area about 20 million years later and brought with it red clay, sandstone, and more limestone were deposited atop the Black Hills limestone, some of this additional sediment even filled portions of Wind Cave. These can now be seen as paleofills still in Wind Cave today. And if you're curious about all of these like additional oceans that are coming through, none of these actually are the Western Interior Seaway oh. until hundreds of millions of years later. Oh, great. Then over time, around 240 million years of time, more seas, more oceans, more sediment, Next bus, club. (laughs) (laughs) Another club. Another Another club. club. Um, Finding its way into the area continued to form Wind Cave. Around 40 to 60 million years ago, there was a tectonic uplift, which formed even more cave passages. A tectonic uplift is also when you try to reorganize Mike's Tupperware cabinet. (laughs) I think we do need to pause and talk about this. Oh, okay. Because I do... You have notes? It's not notes. Mm. It's the fact that... um, I have been known to just show up to your house and be like, I'm sorry, but the the agenda is off. I have mm. to reorganize your Tupperware mm-hmm. cabinet. Mm-hmm. And I have done that at least thrice. Yeah, you have. And I have swatted at you for it. That's right. Mm-hmm. But are you at the end of the day grateful? No. <laughs> no. No. So Never. what do I do it for? Myself. <laughs> My sanity. That's what I do it for. So that I know how to get the Tupperware. The Tupperware for the record. What I do appreciate, though, is your commitment to you have one set of Tupperware. You've had it the entire time I've ever known you, mm-hmm. which is 9,000 years. Yeah. And you've used the same Tupperware the whole time. It was given to me at the dawn of time. <laughs> the dawn of time. The dawn of Tupperware. And yes, you are committed to its reuse. And I appreciate that. But yeah. It's, I'm not going to lie, it's hard to organize Tupperware. It's the dumbest. It's the dumbest. It it's is. like you have to create like a showroom of Tupperware every time you put mm-hmm, it back for mm-hmm. it to look any kind of organized. It's true. 
Let's talk about cave formations. There are so many. Another term for cave formation is a speleothem, which could sound like either the name of an army in a sci-fi film or the last name of a British family during the Regency era. Deandra, do look upon. The speleothems of Queensbury are arriving. <laughs> do pick up your chin. <laughs> Let's talk about how cave formations happen. Most occur through a very similar process. It starts with water at the surface, which then moves into the soil. When it does this, it absorbs carbon dioxide and becomes, let's say it together, acidic. So we know what's going to happen. Oh, we know what's going to happen. This now, somewhat acidic water, picks up from the properties of the limestone on its way down into the cave, particularly the calcium. When it gets to the open cave air, the little water droplet cannot bring with it all that calcium it has accumulated. Because she's weak. Thank you, Nancy. <laughs> that was a craft reference, everybody. <laughs> I thought it was a um, American Horror Story. That's who I channeled. Oh. Yeah. Who? Hypodermic Sally? No, it's uh, from Coven. It's, uh, whatchamacallit? It's Jessica, I... um, Jess- oh, Jessica Chastain. Oh, Jessica Lang. <laughs> Jessica Lang. Okay, but I do kind of want to see Jessica Chastain <laughs> in the world of Coven now. Yeah. No, because she's weak is also from the craft. Oh, well, and I'm wondering if they're referencing the craft with that. Oh, well. They might be. Yeah. Well, I was be. channeling Jessica, not. Jessica uh, Lang, Je- not uh, Fiona Je- Good, Feruza Balk, <laughs> right? Fiona Good, and yeah. then her daughter is Cordelia Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tangents aside, yeah. So it leaves the calcium behind on the cave wall as calcite, creating a cave formation. So it's sort of like that moment in school when a new person joins the class and nobody knows them and they seem super cool and somehow they become your best friend and you hang out all the time and the two of you are just so interconnected and you just know each other so much and then they suddenly find new people to hang out with and leave you behind and even though you're a little bit mad at them, a part of you is still changed. Somebody is speaking from the heart and experience here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh And it's... It's just like that. That's right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the first cave formation. I needed to be tearful. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Let's talk about the first cave formation. Let's talk about the first cave formation Mm -hmm. found in Wind Mm -hmm. Cave. And that is cave popcorn. These look like little round bumps of calcite growing on cave walls and ceilings. It's formed when water drips from the ceiling or wall and splashes down, causing a loss of carbon dioxide. Now let's move to flowstone or dripstone. These usually occur along cracks. This is when the buildup of calcite causes a long icicle-like formation on the ceiling or the ground. These are where we get some of our most famous speleothems, stalactites and stalagmites. These are very common in caves, though less common in wind cave. There is also frost work which sounds like i don't know like it sounds like what elsa does Mm -hmm. she does frost she does this looks like frost you might see outside on a plant it typically grows on top of cave popcorn and also box work which we'll be chatting about soon and there is still a debate on how it is formed but uh science thinks that evaporation might also play a role Mm. here There's also dog-tooth spar. These occur in small pockets of limestone, and they look like sharp-toothed crystals. They are prominent in the nearby Jewel Cave. There is also helicitite bushes. These formations look like flowing seaweed or twisted dead trees. In other caves, they are usually small. In Wind Cave, they're pretty big, around six feet. From the MPS, quote, the helicitites may form when water seeps into the cave through pores or pores so small that the flow is controlled by capillary action and not by gravity. This allows water to move uphill and deposit calcite against the force of gravity. 
It is also thought the bushes may have formed underwater when the water rising from below mixed with cave waters of a different chemistry, end quote. There's also calcite rafts. These are like round floating disks of calcite floating on top of standing water currently in the cave. They look like lily pads on a pond, and they will stay there until they become too heavy and will eventually sink to the bottom. If calcite rafts are found in a dry area, it's evidence of previous standing water. You heard us talk about this with Mammoth Cave. There is also gypsum, which is formed from calcite and sulfur. Gypsum crystals sometimes look like needle-shaped crystals or like cotton balls or like flowers. They are very delicate. It can lose their shape even from human breath. So don't get close to them, don't touch them, and don't breathe on them. And we finally arrived at the main event, box work. Wind Cave is particularly known for its box work. In fact, while box work is found in other caves, Wind Cave has probably the most abundant box work than any cave. Boxwork appears as a honeycomb pattern made of thin fins that continuously intersect. These form box-like shapes. But how is boxwork formed? And why is it so abundant in Wind Cave? That is something that they are constantly studying and trying to figure out. Here is what we know so far, according to the MPS. Quote, Many of the bedrock walls in Wind Cave have resistant fins of calcite from which the intervening limestone and dolomite bedrock have been removed by weathering. The veins in which the boxwork formed are along narrow fractures resulting from stresses produced when the mineral gypsum dried and rehydrated. The calcite formed in these fractures taking the shape of the original gypsum crystals. The bedrock is less resistant than the boxwork veins. This occurs not just because the bedrock is less crystalline, but also because it has been changed to a crumbly sand consistency of calcite crystals held together by a sparse cement of secondary quartz. The quartz is the remnant of an earlier matrix that formed around former dolomite crystals. Much of the original boxwork was apparently removed by hydrogen sulfide slash sulfuric acid solutional processes, which left many very small pores. These porous zones easily weathered away during cave development, as well as later when they were in contact with the moist cave atmosphere, end quote. So, y'all, it's quite a process to... The the cave formations are fascinating. Yeah. But it's also millions like... Millions of years of time. Millions of years of time, but also like the shapes that we see in caves are due to a whole host of other factors yeah. factors mm-hmm. and circumstances that have like allowed that calcium to get into like the ceiling or wall or, you know, floor mm-hmm. of the cave mm-hmm. via water somehow. Yeah. And it has to do with like the cracks in the limestone mm-hmm. and also the, you know, all of the other things that's yeah. picking up yeah. along and the where way. it's going and what it's coming through and how it's being squeezed out. Um <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. right. Our sources for today's episode are pbs.org and the NPS. And now let's end this episode with a game. All right, Mike. Today's game is all about mnemonic devices. Oh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So are we ready? Yeah. I have six questions for you. PEMDAS me, girl. Great. (laughs) Also, welcome to the stage PAMDAS. PAMDAS (laughs) is great. For 100. This mnemonic device uses the word Homes, H-O-M-E-S, to remember these names of America's five Great Lakes. What is Huron, Ontario, Michigan, Erie, and Superior? That is correct. For 200, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, is the mnemonic device from math that is used to help us remember this. The order of operations. Which is? Uh, Parentheses, exponents, multiplication, division, addition, 
subtraction. That's right. And I'm going to edit out all those pauses <laughs> in between. Or maybe I'll just leave them in. That's okay. For 300, this mnemonic device can help you remember the definition to this vocabulary word if you just imagine a bird that you might find by the beach tricked into eating a rubber fish. So what am I looking for here? So it's a vocabulary word. Okay. So think about a bird that you might Seagull. find. Seagull. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So take the a last. Gull. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gullible. There you go. Okay, great. <laughs> there you go. Okay. For 400, this is the mnemonic device used often to remember the order of planets. Um, it's, oh my gosh, my very, my very, oh my God, I can't. This is like core memory. I should have it. <laughs> My very eager mother ju- just sang. <laughs> I forget it. Okay. It's my very eager mother something. Well, the one I know is my very educated mother uh-huh. just served us nine pizzas. Okay. Just served us nine pies. That's Or it. nine yeah. pies. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. I like whoever changed eager to educated mm-hmm. by the time it got to me well it was apparently a north well you division. were in you were also in school long before me that's right okay the dawn of time when i got my self-aware <laughs> yeah yeah it was a also gift from my graduation welcome to the stage ladonna time <laughs> LaDonna time. LaDonna time her last mm-hmm. name is time like the spice mm-hmm. okay great time is an herb not a spice right time it's is an herb, herb. Mm-hmm. Okay, for 500, this mnemonic device can help you remember the definition of this vocabulary word if you just think of a hot dog that tells you everything it thinks about you, honestly. (laughs) A hot dog that tells you everything it thinks of you, honestly. Is sausage part of it? No. No. A not worse. What do you call someone who, like, is direct and tells you what they think, honestly? Blunt. Another word for that. To be this. Bitchy. (laughs) No. It's also a gentleman's name. Dusty. (laughs) Correct, but not the word we're looking for. Um, It's also another word for a hot dog. I know. I'm Frank. What is Frank? There you go. Okay, great. There you go. And for 600. Slow on the uptake today, everybody. This is what you will remember if you use this mnemonic device. Never eat shredded wheat. Oh, it's the compass directions. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Northeast, w- south, and west. Northeast, south, and west. Mm-hmm. That would have served you well that day we were walking in New York. And I was like, that's New Jersey over there. And you were like, no, it isn't. <laughs> no, it's not. So and I'm like, drag Mike show. I'm like, we're on the west side. Mm-hmm. We're walking down the west side. The day dies in the west, my dear. Day is dying in the west. Mm-hmm. And, and you were like, no, no. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, girl, I we got out Google Maps and looked at it. It was like, this is where we are. <laughs> that's where we're looking. And that's New Jersey. And you were like, oh, I thought we were on the other side. It was like, we are walking south. This has been Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard, Dustin Ballard, (laughs) and Michael Ryan. 
To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at Gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, Gaze at the National Parks.com. And that's Gaze, G A Z E. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written and performed by Dave Seaman and Mariella Klinger with Sean Scleos on guitar. Our music producer is Skylar Ford. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Middlesex County, New Jersey.